0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard with just three days to go until the new league season. Celtic round off their pre-season with a 3-2 win against Athletic Bilbao and James Forrest's testimonial. Jose Cifuentes is in Glasgow, head of a move to Rangers. Will Sakala and Kamara be heading out the door? And Trevor Carson leaves St Mirren and signs for Dundee. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley. It's good to have you back. How does it feel to be in your new surroundings? This is strange, I'm not comfortable sitting down I feel as if I'm boxed in here Great, anything positive to tell us? Yeah, we're back, the season's Uh about to start three three days from now So we're looking forward to that I think the studio is fantastic And I'm really happy to be next to my old mucker Simon again as well You didn't say that about me, you realise that But as you said, the season's season's quickly coming upon us now Um, I really can't wait you know, the summer's been quite quiet football-wise. Obviously, the Women's World Cup's on at this moment in time, but I really can't wait to get our teeth stuck into the, the Premiership season. 0141-951-1025. That is the number you need, so get in touch and let us know what is on your mind tonight. We are still in the infancy of this bright new dawn on Clyde One Super Scoreboard where you can watch us as well. If this is news to you, feel free to head over to YouTube, search for Clyde One SSB. The show is live-streamed uh, at Clyde SSB on Twitter or the Clyde One Facebook page as well. I think that, to be fair, I think we've, we're have we doing all right tonight. I mean, there's no Wilson and DL, no chaos from Hugh Keevans turns up in his tuxedo. <laughs> I, I think that. we've got, I think I'm, I'm trying to sort of pigeonhole you two. I think we're looking at sort of... Well, he's in his work gear. I know. Yeah, well, constantly it, working. It will be the first ever Queen of the South tracksuit to appear <laughs> on Clyde One Super Scoreboard. The embarrassing thing is they're actually off today and he just put that on <laughs> to come on here. No which days is, off. Which is ludicrous. <laughs> and but you know, I think you'll still have your you'll still have your fan club from the nineties out there. He is about <laughs> he is about as close to an athlete as we've got. Yeah. That's not saying much, but he's about as close to an athlete as we've got on the Clyde One Super Scoreboard panel. So I, I think you're, you two are doing all right. I do have a few complaints. Queen of the South tracksuit, not happening. Next week, come on, dress smart, think smart. As for you, Donnelly, raise a leg above that desk. Things I never thought I would have to say. Shorts and flip-flops. I'm holding on to that summer. I'm, it's I'm about 10 degrees and pouring I'm with rain. On to it. Praying for some sun. He's the first one to turn up in shorts. Outrageous. Outrageous. <laughs> anyway, 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Get in touch with the guys. And do you know what? It's been really, really surprising. Most of the feedback from people who are watching has been sort of okay. Like quite polite, like funny. Yeah. And a bit of criticism, but nothing. nothing that's not a challenge, by the way. I don't want to, 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 to it try goes and south that. now. Um, I have noticed though. I think you've had a haircut for this. Mark Wilson certainly had a haircut for this. No, I haven't. That's a the sharpest every, I've every, ever seen your hair. Every two weeks, I have a haircut. Every two weeks. It's just my like ritual, yeah. What happened to you last season? To go. <laughs> the stress that of looks, management that I was looks new better into than it. it ever has. Yeah? From, from, in my oh, humble opinion. Thank you. It means um, a lot. <laughs> no, you set the bar really low yeah. previously. <laughs> Uh, but there we go And uh, Simon's just Short from Just going done me. I'm just going done to me. 01419511025 uh, Looking forward to this season For a number of reasons Obviously this is This is new and exciting for us But on the pitch Simon As always A lot of intrigue out there Yeah uh, Clean slate for everybody A new season Always used to like Getting into the new season You know Full of hope uh, I was at the Celtic game last night They've got some new players in So 
Celtic support, keen to, to see. I think Rangers have got eight or nine in. And then all the other clubs, you know, so as, as I say, it's a clean slate and every, everything's fresh and everybody's looking forward to the new season. And uh, it's three days away, so I'm looking forward to it. Should I place my trusty Beat the Pundit 50 pence charity bet on Queen of the South winning League One? That's what everybody needs to know. Well, you should know the rules because I'm not allowed to tell you what to do when it comes to betting on football. So, Gordon, you have to make that decision yourself if anyone's watching. From... Are you going to be any good? I yeah. noticed that you somehow luckily scraped a draw against <laughs> against Motherwell. I'm uh, I'm just glad. How many times did you lead in that game? Uh, only once. Or was I it? Think. The, it was just I, the start. Wasn't yeah, it? I think at the start. Um, my my Clyde One Super scoreboard career almost ended that night because I wouldn't have come back. I, 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 of I you, would by have the resigned way. if you had managed to get straight over away. The line. One up. I thought of you <laughs> because of the panicking. messages sent me prior to the game, <laughs> and I sent a lot of messages from people within here saying, "Please just do it for us. Just do it for us today." So. We're unlucky. Enjoying your first full pre-season as a manager, though. What's it been like? It's been brilliant. Um, again, it's, it's easier for me than the players. Did you go anywhere? No, no, we, sta- we stayed Hamilton. local. C- couldn't afford it, Simon. To be fair, we didn't know how many players we were going to have in, you know, by the, the point of where you normally go away. So it was important that we, we stayed local and got the players in. But no, it's been brilliant in terms of pre-season. Um, the boys have taken it all on board. They've worked extremely hard. And, you know, it showed kind of in our League Cup campaign, finishing, you know, beating Queen's Park uh, 2-1. And, you know, now we're going to the league. So full steam ahead, really, and the hard work continues. Good. Well, on the off chance, we've got a, a wide selection of Queen of the South fans who want to give us a call. Please do, 01419511025. But I suspect there is a lot of other things out there for you to get your teeth into. Celtic fans, what did you take away from James Forrest's testimonial last night usual caveats about it only being pre-season yes we know uh, but what did you learn was there anything that you took away from it anyone that you liked the look of anyone that you didn't like the look of how you think it sets things up going into the start of the Scottish Premiership this season and I know lots of you were there and lots of you watched it Simon uh, was there as well so that would be a, a good place to kick off I think we also got to hear from Brendan Rogers on his return to Celtic Park So that would be a nice Jumping off point What did you make of last night Celtic fans What did you learn Was there anything That you took away from it Rangers fans Jose Cifuentes By all accounts Is in Glasgow It's been rumbling on For quite a while That one uh, I feel like even before We went on our summer break It was it was known that he would be Potentially heading to Rangers So now that it's getting closer How excited are you By that Maybe more Not more interestingly But one that would be A nice debate is the players heading the other direction? Is, is it right to sell Fashion Sakala? He seems to really divide opinion. It looks like he could be heading out the door. Uh, similar scenario with Glenn Kamara. So I wonder what you make of that one. Uh, St Mirren fans, a bit of movement. It's been a, an interesting scenario with Trevor Carson, who obviously there's been a bit of an issue there and he's gone to Dundee. Uh, and Hibs fans, Marvin is one, of course. What a big night tomorrow. What a big night. If this goes wrong... I suspect we will be hearing all about it. But of course, Lee Johnson confident that things can be turned around in that second leg against Andorran opposition. So it is all happening, Marvin Bartley. Yeah, um, just touched on the hip stuff that you said there. Obviously, a team I support. And Lee Johnson saying about turning it around, they have to turn it around. You know, I think I think he knows that, the players know that, um, in no uncertain terms, that they must go out tomorrow and put a performance on and, and make sure they get through. Um, you know, that being disrespectful, you know, they shouldn't be 2-1 down, but they are. They find themselves there. They've got a second chance at it at Easter Road tomorrow. And, you know, it's going to be a difficult one because if they don't start well, I think, you know, the fans, rightly so, will, will kind of turn on the players. 
So it's important they do start well and, you know, as I said, get through in there because it's absolutely key. Yeah, maybe we'll hear from some Hibs fans as the night goes on. Let's kick things off with Kevin, though, who is a Celtic fan on the line. How is it going, Kevin? Not bad. How's it going with you? It's all right. All good. All good. And here, Kevin, what are you thinking then? Did you see the game last night? I did see the game last night. Uh, it was uh, an interesting game. It was a good game. I think it's a really good side. Uh, but I think they finished 7th or 8th in Spain last year, so they're a good side. Um, but the second half especially was really good. Um, but for me, I think a couple of takeaways for the game is uh, our, our pressing and the, the intensity in the second half was really good. I, I thought, anyway, in my opinion, it was. I know some Celtic fans were more than a bit. We conceded a couple of goals. But um, the two pluses for me were through pre season, actually, not just last night, have been Burnaby at left back and um, Turnbull, has played really well in, in pre season. I think they've been two big, big pluses. Um, I don't know if I should read too much in here or if you guys read too much in here or no, but it was interesting that Joe Hart didn't go off the bench last night. It was actually, uh, I think it was Seagrass that started mm-hmm. and then it was Bendy for one minute. It was quite interesting. Uh, I don't know if that's just, maybe, maybe there's nothing in it, but I just thought it was quite yeah. interesting. But they, they're the two big pluses for me. I'm really looking forward to Saturday. I can't wait. Uh, but uh, they two guys, especially Bernabe's, uh, been impressive through pre season. Simon, what do you think? You were there, weren't you? Or did you see it? You certainly watched it. Yeah, I was there. And and just as Kevin was talking, you know, I I showed Marv there. I'd written Turnbull and Burnaby down because they were two that came on last night and and caught the eye for me. I thought the the young kid, Yang, on the right-hand side looked quite sharp as well. Uh, And I would agree with Kevin. The second second string, if you want to call that, impressed more than the, the first half last night. And I think that is one of the pluses that Brendan will take. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think he'll take it, well... I think they get caught cold. Hatati gave the ball away and the, the guy puts in a great strike. They get caught cold early on and for whatever reason, I don't think... It took them maybe 20, 25 minutes right. to get going in the game. Uh, but there was certainly a lift in the, the pace of the game in the second half with the boys coming on. Whether it's boys that are you know, wanting to impress because they read into the first 45 as maybe the team to try and get into it, I don't know. But I think it'll be a plus for Brendan Rodgers looking at those guys... And, and how they performed uh, in the second half. Turnbull's a player that I've liked right through. He's, he's found it difficult. The midfield at Celtic is one of the strongest areas of the pitch. He's found it difficult. He's had a couple of injuries as well. I think he's a great football player. He's done himself no harm. Burnaby, again, has to try and wrestle that jersey off Taylor, who's had a fantastic season last year. But, yeah, I think they were the pluses. The second half was a lot better. Marvin, we've seen it every night. I try and not repeat myself too much. We know there's only so much you can you can take away from pre-season, but we're getting close. The Scottish Premiership kicks off on Saturday. These are the the final chances to to see players, to see how formations look and and how things might pan out when the competitive stuff starts. Yeah, I think it's it's difficult from a player's point of view though to you know get that adrenaline going um, for a pre-season game or a testimonial, whatever it might be. But but come Saturday, you know the players that some of the fans might be saying don't look quite at it. They will be at it because there's, all of a sudden there's three points on the line. All of a sudden it feels different. You know, going out there, the fans are different, the atmosphere is different, and you know players begin to turn up. Should it be that way? No, but it's just kind of you know the nature of the beast. Um, in terms of yesterday's game, it's always going to be that way. I think the first 45 team, a majority of them, you expect to start Saturday's game. And it's almost like you're saving something in reserve. You know, you're going out there, you're going through the motions. You know, it's a Tuesday night. You don't really want to get injured. But the boys in the second half, like you said, they do have something to prove. Um, that, and that's I, exactly how the game... Yeah, and I think from a manager's point of view, that's what you want to see. Because, you know, if it had been, the, you know, the boys in the first half would have played at the higher tempo and the boys in the second half would have been off it, you'd have been like, hang on a minute. 
you know, you boys should be going out there trying to get the start in shirts. So it's a much better from a manager's point of view to see it the way that Brendan did see it. And, you know, I'm not too surprised that, you know, in the yeah. first half it was a bit slow. I mean, Kevin, did you see enough to suggest that, you know, it could be big seasons? Let's take someone like Bernabe. I don't think when last season finished, anyone could have imagined that, that Greg Taylor's position would be under any threat whatsoever for two reasons, because of how good he was and... You know, Burnaby hadn't really made that, that that big impact. Do you think this could be some sort of proper breakthrough season for him? That is as possible, but Greg Taylor was, was amazing last year, but um, I just think the way Brendan Rodgers plays, he, he likes really fast wing-backs, and that's not really Taylor's game. I had somebody make a good point the other week there. Uh, I think we have a different show, but somebody had said that Greg Taylor is the opposite kind of fullback. back that Brendan Rodgers likes because uh, Taylor seemed to be a lot better inverted whereas Rodgers likes the guys to get right up the side of the pitch I don't know about Simon and I think of that mm. but it could be a big season for him we've got to remember that boy Bernabe's came for a totally different setup in Argentina it's a completely different style of football um, and he never really got a, a, a good run at it last year because, mainly because the Taylor was so good mm-hmm. but throughout pre-season going forward the guy's been brilliant. I still think he's dodgy defensively. They didn't get away for that, but I think the, the modern game fullbacks are very rarely. Some teams like Celtic, you don't expect them to defend too much. Uh, but in Europe, that's where he he, he, he step up his game a wee bit. But I've certainly been impressed with him. Yeah. I. Yeah, I mean, he's possibly the victim as well of the fact that so many of Celtic's players hit the ground running within three days, and then if you don't, <laughs> it looks like you know, some sort of problem signing. Um, what about the fullbacks? Simon, what have you noticed? How is Brendan Rodgers using them? How is it different or, or similar to Ange Postacoglu? Because if there was one real striking feature yeah. of Celtic under Ange Postacoglu, it was that. You remember that, that first game we managed away at Tynecastle? Mm-hmm. And I just remember being you know, amazed as to where <laughs> the fullbacks were. Um, is that something that really suited Greg Taylor? And, and will Brendan Rodgers do the same? I think it's too early to actually... Kevin's suggesting that you know Greg couldn't play that that role that Brendan would want. I think it's too early in uh, Brendan's tenure. You know, he's just in the door. I think over the two years of Angie's fullbacks, you know, taking up, you know, what you would regard unusual positions in the pitch, you know, from anything that you, you'd see traditionally with, with fullbacks. He's a good football player, Greg Taylor, and he, he's had an excellent season last year, so Burnaby will have to be at his best but I agree with one point that Kevin made there and guys came from Argentina and as you quite rightly pointed out yourself there not everybody hits the ground I mean mm. the, the Japanese boys seem to do that you know very effectively when they come in but it might take this guy a little bit of time to settle and he, he certainly looks as if he's up for the fight for that left back role at this particular moment to talk about the full backs and the style of play I've, I've watched the two or three games I haven't seen a great deal of difference in the teams maybe Kyogo particularly in the Wolves game coming a little bit deeper but that might just have been the way the game went that might not have been by design so time will tell we need to give Brendan a little bit of time David Turnbull one's going to be really interesting Marvin because I don't think any Celtic fans ever doubted that he's a very talented footballer and so often he would come off the bench and he would score then that, that almost starts to put an added pressure on you doesn't it you, you, almost, you can almost try too hard and that 
Again, if we're talking about mindset or narrative at the end of last season, I think a lot of Celtic fans would have maybe thought his days were numbered. But all of a sudden, a new manager. Can you see that being different now? Yeah, I think even David would have probably looked at it, you know, the back end of last season sure. and, and, and thought, do you know what, I'm going to be out of here in the summer. And like you said, all of a sudden the manager changes and there's a new spark because it's a clean slate for everybody. You know, it's, I know a lot of managers say that when, when they come in, but David would have definitely seen it that way because I think he was getting pushed out of the picture um, beforehand. You know, there's no doubt in his quality. You know, Simon's saying, we've not really seen Brendan's massive change to the style of play, but just having a new manager in the building, you know, and he's probably said to David, listen, if you play well, you're going to play. You know, and that's all you want to hear from a, um, from a manager, rather, when you're a professional footballer, because it gives you that opportunity to go out there and, you know, really take the game by the scruff of the neck. And, you know, Simon says he, he came on yesterday and he was really, really good. So that's all he can do is kind of stake his claim for one of those central midfield positions. But... I expect him to kick on, um, you know, with Ange going, as I said, he'll probably be happier as an individual now because he'll feel that he'll get more of a chance. Um, but it's up to him now to take that when he does get those opportunities. Thank you very much, Kevin. Nice to kick off the show with some uh, observations from last night. What about the rest of you? Celtic fans, 01419511025. What did you make of it? Give us a call. Send us a tweet. Jose Cifuentes in Glasgow, ready to sign for Rangers. What do you make of that, Rangers fans? We'll hear from you and... We're going to hear from Brendan Rodgers next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hear it. Watch it. Search the YouTube stream now. Marvin Bartley and Simon Donnelly are here waiting for you to join them on 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. I did say it was all real about the novelty factor at the moment. No, no real tweets about hard-hitting football opinions. <laughs> just um, their appearance. Just that Simon's feeling boxed in by Marvin's muscles just out the gym. No baby oil, though. Lol, says CA2451. That's a man who's seen you go about your daily routine, I think. That's exactly it. He's, he's got you banged to rights uh, on that one. Um, but keep the calls coming, keep the tweets coming as well. Busy on the phones already, which is nice. Let's hear a bit from Brendan Rogers. Um, you will be pleased to know Simon and the previous caller, Kevin. It's, it's a similar uh, assessment, I think, to last night. He says they weren't great in the first half, but was delighted with the second and, of course, was also pleased for a win for James Forrest. A really good exercise for us. It was, um, if you look at uh, Saturday's game and tonight's game, both two really good teams uh, with good intensity and physicality. So, um, first half we we weren't very good, if I'm honest. We didn't start well, gave the ball away cheaply, too negative with the pass and didn't quite make our combinations. But when we did, we got up into some good areas and, and obviously scored a good goal, but conceded two goals where we gave the ball away. And if you give away the ball against good teams, you'll you'll suffer. So, um, second half, I thought the team was excellent. Start at the half, you know, with a good energy, great attitude in the game. Midfield three were outstanding in terms of Alden and Matt O'Reilly and Dave Turnbull. They controlled the game and they had courage to play and back players playing forwards. And we progressed the ball really well and looked really dangerous. Scored two very good goals, created other opportunities and overall uh, really pleased for James because obviously to win the game is nice for him and his testimonial game. But uh, yeah, the second half team was excellent. David is on the line, a Celtic fan. What did you take away from last night, David? Just generally, what Brendan was just saying there is just, I don't think we're going to see very many occasions whereby we're going to be able to celebrate one club men in football these days. I mean, what James Forrest has done over, like, manager after manager after manager, picking them and, and the amount of goals, crucial goals that he scored as well. It's just a celebration for us last night and it's well-deserved. I mean, I actually think 
that this season will be a big season for Forrest as well. For what I've seen him in pre-season, he looks still hungry. So, great last night and, and hopefully more, more to come. Mm. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair point. You, I mean, I feel like growing up there was testimonial games all the time and now there isn't. And that's just quite simply because football's changed and David Wright. So, is that good recognition for a, a good servant last night, Simon? Absolutely brilliant. Uh, I covered the game. The stats that James has produced over the years is phenomenal. I think he's the third most decorated Celtic player of all time. And he could surpass, you know, the great Billy McNeil uh, if, he, if he hangs about for the next few seasons in Celtic of success. To do it year in, year out, I was at Celtic seven years. Every year you start again, there's players come in, good players come in, and you have to fight every year for your jersey. So for him to do it for 14 seasons back-to-back, coming through the ranks at Celtic, it's it's... Phenomenal, 100 goals, 100 assists And as you quite rightly say there it, it doesn't happen in football now You know, players are here for one, two seasons And they move on But with James, you've got him I think Callum will go the same way And I also touched on it last night With the likes of McPherson's And these young players that are coming in They only have to look to mm. these guys for inspiration I'm sure James Forrest wouldn't want anyone To sort of get misty-eyed about his place in the team right now because he's he's reached his testimonial. But David, backing up, he thinks what he's seen means that you know there still could be a, a key role for James Forrest this season. How tough is that going to be? How realistic? Well, it's going to be tough, no doubt about it. You know, but when you play for a team like Celtic, it's always going to be difficult. You know, to play games. Um, but James Forrest will one hundred percent believe in his own ability. He believe if he's fit and, and firing that he's as good as anybody in the league and anybody at the club. Um, and that's the mindset that keeps you a, a club of that size for that amount of time. As Simon's just said. You know, he's seen many wingers come and go. He's seen, you know, many managers come and go. And, you know, I, I believe and I hope, you know, uh, for James that he does have a massive season and one that's injury-free because, as I said, I do believe he has something massive to contribute to Celtic Football Club both on and off the pitch. David, the previous caller actually raised so many good sort of questions that we didn't get round to them all. And it'd be nice to throw one back on you as a Celtic fan. Do you read anything at all into Joe Hart playing no part in the game last night? Um, no, no. Um, I do think I do think we actually need another goalkeeper. Um, I don't think Seagrass game time would suggest that he's going to be a big a big competition to Joe Hart. And I, I think Scott Bain's a good number three, but I think Celtic should be going for somebody someday to compete with Joe Hart. I mean, I love I love Super Joe. I mean, the save that he made. <laughs> at the weekend in the last minute was a la last season but yeah I think I think we need competition for places in every position and I do think we need an goalie Seagrest I thought when we signed him was going to be probably our number one at the time I mean, he was absolutely brilliant with Dundee United but for some reason he's, he's not really not really kicked on so for me it'd be another goalie I must admit I love that from David that's one of my Favourite phrases of the season so far A good number three I've never heard of a goalkeeper <laughs> referred to as that um, What do you think Marvin? Just just a friendly the night The week before the season Anything in it? Yeah Not even a week You know it's less than that So I, I don't read anything into it at all You know I think you give the other two goalkeepers An opportunity to get some game time Because let's be honest When the season comes It's going to be limited um, I expect Joe Hart to be number one I don't expect Celtic to bring another goalkeeper in um, At all I think Brendan trusts him you know, again, he's a player who's played at the top level. Again, he was instrumental for Celtic last season. I know he had his critics at times, but that's going to happen. Um, so, yeah, I don't expect him to bring another goalkeeper and I read absolutely nothing into him not mm. playing yesterday. What about you, Simon? Maybe not necessarily reading too much in, but the goalkeeping 
situation you remember when Brendan Rodgers came the last time and Celtic had a perfectly reliable goalkeeper mm-hmm. in Craig Gordon but there was this big deal made of Brendan Rodgers wanting a goalkeeper who was particularly good with his feet he went yeah. and signed Doris De Vries yeah. who came into the team very quickly and went back out of it again very quickly um, is it an area that, that Celtic could still upgrade or, or try to before the end of the, the window? Well, Joe's not going to be around forever obviously but I think he had a really good season last year not only just between the sticks I think the, the influence he had mm. you know within the club and that kind of whole defensive line I think his experience came to the fore there's speculation all the time about, I mean I'd, I'd read about I think it was the Croatian goalkeeper had been linked with Celtic I, I take David's point there as well about, but it's, it's a wee bit on Seagrest he's not a goalkeeper's position it's hard to get in there and, and get a run of games especially when Joe Hart's did so well uh, and I think Seagrest was injured for a period last year as well so it's hard to say that he's, he's not hit the ground running. He's, I don't think he's really had a chance. But as for you know the game last night, I think Joe Hart will start the season. He'll he'll be there, and it's there's four weeks I believe of the transfer window left. I'm, I'm with Marv. I don't see them getting another keeper. Will we get late transfer drama? Plenty of time to find out. Thanks again to David. Let's hear a bit more from Brendan Rodgers. It was his return to Celtic Park. He says it feels like home, and he says leaving made him realise what he had at the club. It's amazing. Uh, it feels like home. I have to be honest. I've, I've been fortunate enough in my career to have, uh, to to manage some fantastic clubs and some big clubs. But there's nothing giving me the feel of, of being back here. We with people that I would regard as family and uh, and then just being in the arena here. So um, so yeah. So I'm looking forward to. It. I'm going to like I said. I'm going to relish every second of it. I think going away made me probably realise what I what I had and. Um, I was never sure if I would have that again. So to be able to have the chance to have it again, I'm really going to enjoy it on the pitch with the with the players, with the staff, and obviously with the supporters. And but for that, I need to uh, I need to win and I need to prove myself again. See, a couple of days before the season, that's when it starts to drag you back in. He's gone for the emotional stuff, <laughs> the love letter stuff. You don't know what you've got till it's gone, says Brendan Rodgers. I do find that so interesting, though. A manager who's obviously managed down in England, he's came up to Celtic, you know, he's gone away and he's came back and he, and he has those words to say. Because I always say it about players coming up from England, they don't realise how big that football club is. And until you're within it and they're playing, they see the atmosphere and, you know, you're walking around Glasgow or, or anywhere in Scotland for that matter or anywhere around the world. But to hear Brendan Rodgers say that, you know, it, it probably, if he does mean it, and, and, I, and I, you know, I take it sincerely, I think he does mean it, it does show the pull of that football club. It's absolutely massive. And this is a man who's been down at Liverpool. And obviously he went down to Leicester after Celtic last time. And he has those words to say. I think that shows the, the passion and you know, the pull of that football club. 0141 that's the number you need. Twitter is at Clyde SSB as well if you want to get in touch. Jay Graham, I should say. I was about to say James Graham's a Rangers fan next up. How's it going, Graham? All right, how you doing? Good, thank you. Are you well? Aye, fine, thanks. Good. Uh, what are you I thinking? Just don't, I, I was listening to I think the Rangers fans. I don't know where to say, but Keen Tavernier a wee bit on Monday. Mm. Listen, you need to watch what you wish for. Take Tavernier out of that team, take 18 goals a season out of that team. And I'll tell you, Lanny, he's not the worst defender in the league. So I think they should just get off his back and avoid that came in Sterling. Maybe he, he can be another Matondo for all you know. So I think they should just get off Cavaniers back. Yeah, I, th- I think that's fair. Um, I, I think I do remember the call. There was one earlier in the week critical <laughs> of 
of James Tavernier, which look, I think that's that comes around every now and then among Strangers fans since the, the time he signed. What what have you made of the defence overall, Graham, this pre-season and, and going into the new campaign? I think he's played any games with the defence he'll start with. I think you're talking about Golson, Suter, Tav and Ian other. Hope it's no Barisage, but either one of the other two boys. But he's not had a chance to play them in a game, has he? You know? mm. So we- I think defensively I think we'll be okay. I just if the new players settle, I think it's going to be the problem. We usually get every opinion really. You know, the there'll always be someone who defends a player that is getting criticised a lot or, or vice versa. But for every Rangers fan, everyone who's got in touch with the show so far on the phones or on Twitter has got some sort of issue with Borna Barisic this season. Graham's added to that. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's, you know, spilled over from from the back end of last yeah. season as well. Um and then also you get to summer window and, you know, like you said, a lot of fans have spoken about it. They're probably hoping that another left back will be uh, brought in or, you know, Yilmaz will step up, whatever it might be. And because that's not happened, I think it's then, you know, been highlighted again. I think, you know, clearly the manager sees something in him um, to play him and, and to keep him around because, let's be honest, Michael Bill has been ruthless in terms of his transfer policy, in terms of bringing players in, in terms of getting players out and, you know, a couple more going to, you know, follow those out of the door. So he's doing something right to stay in and around the building. Um, so there has to be a reason behind it. It's always difficult for a player because, listen, you know, he's not hitting the heights that he did at times in his Rangers career. But as I said, you know, Michael Bill obviously thinks he can get back to that level. Uh, Graham. What about the news or the is it still speculation or maybe a bit more than that surrounding the likes of fashion Sakala? I feel like there's a bit of debate with Rangers fans. Some feel like, oh, you know, he, he does bring a, a level of productivity. We'd like to keep him. Some think it's right to, to sell him on. Uh, Rumours, I think, is like, you know, a couple of million pounds um, move away. What would you make of that? I'd, I'd let him go, mate. He's just too, too reckless in front of goal. He's in great positions. He's no composure at all. He just blasts everything. We need to against Celtic in the semi-final and the final. Any composure at all, that's two goals. Mm. I mean, look, so I'd, I'd let him go. Similar scenario for both teams. We don't always have to compare everything. It, it does seem like Glasgow's big two both have massive squads, it feels like, anyway. Um, Fashion Sakala, time up, do you think? I'm shocked, if I'm honest. Really? Um, yeah, I, I am. And I, and I get what Graham's saying in terms of, you know, his finishing isn't, isn't great. But I remember last season, we were talking about, you know, Rangers needed someone to stretch the game at that point. You know, it, Cantwell came in and you know was a ball winner, uh, sorry, a ball player, and, and Tillman the same. And I just felt that it was so easy to defend against them because teams were playing with a high line. All of a sudden, Sakala goes in, and yes, he misses chances and misses opportunities, but he makes defenders defend, and he makes you think, I can't afford to leave you know 30, 40 yards behind me. I have to defend deeper, and then all of a sudden, the other Rangers players come into it. So I am surprised that. You know, it looks like he is heading out of the door because I think he offers something different to what they had last season. Whether one of the new forward players can do that as well, you know, we're yet to see. But that one does surprise me. I thought they kept him around at least till the, you know the kind of winter window. Simon, you've seen the, the other side of it then with your Celtic hat on. You've seen Fashion Sakala, you know, be effective at times yep. against Celtic. Even <clears> then, you've also seen the misses that Graham <clears> speaks <throat> of. So, just depends how, you, how you view it. Sakala's a mixed bag. Uh, and yes, I, I went on record a couple of times when, he, when you read that he was in the team playing against Celtic. There was the concern of his pace because there, there is games he's played against Celtic and caused a bit of problems with his pace. But I agree with Graham. It's the composure inside the box where you need the cool head, you know, and, and the, the two chances against Celtic. Somebody else with a little bit more composure 
would have probably taken them. Uh, but I'm just looking at the ends for Rangers. They've got the, th- the three strikers have, have come into the building, so maybe you know they've got the qualities that uh, the manager's looking for. But as I say, Sakala, he was a bit of a mixed bag. He was he was hot and cold. You can learn that side though, Simon, can't you? You know, as a player, you, c- you can't teach somebody to, to have that pace. And let's be honest, if he was putting away all the opportunities that came his way because of you know his pace getting him behind. He would be playing. Arguably, he wouldn't be at Rangers. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And, and that's the thing. Three yeah. million, I think, was the fee. There was a story in the Mail this morning. Saudi interest again, um, like there was a couple of weeks ago. I mean, is that is that a fair fee? It's always really difficult. People argue about these things, but yeah, in your mind, it, yeah. Listen, it's, it's difficult, like you said, to play someone in the market. I think each individual have to look at um, each case separately. But listen, three million pounds. I think you know Rangers will be happy with that. I think the buying team will also be happy with that. If I'm honest, because as I've just spoken about there, you look at all the attributes that he does have and you think, well, if he can put, you know, a couple of more of those chances away, all mm. of a sudden he'd be worth, you know, three times that. So I think that is a fair price all round, if I'm honest. Thank you, Graham. Rangers fans, you might be interested to know if you're trying to book flights or whatever. Um, Genk won, Servette won. So that's two all on aggregate. Mm-hmm. Of course, the winner faces Rangers. Servette are down to 10 men, though, and have been uh, since the fifth minute. So it's going to be interesting to see how that one pans out and who will take on... Rangers in the near future. Now, before we go any further, though, let me run this past you. Oh, you're kidding me on. Oh, thank you. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. The cash register. Clyde won. The cash register call went to five rings again, which means it is a double rollover. We roll over all the entries, we chuck even more cash into the cash register, which means you now have the chance to win £54,321 tomorrow. If you want to know what that would buy you, four players for the season for Queen of the South. Have <laughs> I right? And all their wages and mine. £54,321 when we make the next call. It's easy to remember. Think about it. 54321 if you enter now. Uh, and please do. All you have to do is text YES to 61025. That's Y-E-S to 61025. If you get the call from us after 3pm this Thursday, the 3rd of August, answer within five rings. Make sure you know the correct cash register amount. The texts are £2, plus your standard network rate. Online entries £2, or you can call 0330-880-4523. And those calls are charged at a standard rate over 18s only. And the entries since Lynn won on Monday, they've all rolled over. So all the rules for this Hits Radio Network Scotland competition are on the website. And one final recap, text YES to 61025. All that's left for us to do is remind you £54,321. Best of luck. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Just approaching half time, by the way, in that game between Genk and Servette, the winner playing Rangers next week in the Champions League qualification. Um, so, yeah, one all just about half time. Servette down to 10 men. And I don't know, I think on paper, maybe, I think I saw the discussion when the draw was made, there was a perception that Genk was the tougher draw and therefore Rangers fans would have wanted Servette to go through, Marvin, but certainly over the one and a half legs so far, these sides look pretty well matched. Yeah, it does. I think, you know, Genk's probably the the name that we hear more and we know more, um, kind of more history about them, but... Yeah, in terms of, you know, listen, Michael Bill, he'll, he'll be thinking, he'll be watching both teams, obviously he watched both legs and 
he'll think and he'll expect his team to go through regardless of who they're playing against. Um, but definitely from a fan's point of view, I imagine them thinking, right, you know, let's avoid Genk if we possibly can. But listen, I don't think they'll be too worried about either side, if I'm honest. Um, if they turn up Rangers, you expect them to win that game. Yeah, I mean, it's if you don't get the automatic route, Simon, it is a fairly <laughs> unforgiving landscape sometimes. But although it didn't go to plan once Rangers got there, they, they did this last they season did, against really. tough opposition. So yep. it'll be... I'm sure a real priority for them going into the next couple of weeks. Yeah, they did brilliantly last year, uh, putting PSV out. Uh, it's one of these ones you don't you don't really know what you're getting. As, as Marv says, Michael Beale will have studied both teams. The fact that Servetta down to ten men, you would fancy Gink to go through there. But yeah, Rangers, you know, you, you would fancy Rangers against either mm. of them over two legs. Uh, just to sort of elaborating something we didn't quite get round to before the, the travel Marvin we spoke about maybe Sakala leaving um, the big news incoming is that Jose Cifuentes appears to be in Glasgow uh, ready to sign for Rangers it's another one that clearly was identified a while ago has been wanted strongly by Michael Beale would that be Rangers pretty much done certainly middle to front if he comes I'm not saying I think he's the final piece in yeah. the jigsaw will Michael Beale see it as the final piece in his jigsaw I think so I think you know the, the Squad's probably getting to a size now where, you know, after this signing, he needs to get a couple of players out. I know there's speak of, uh, talk of Sakala rather and, and Glenn Kamara going out. But, you know, like you said, he's identified these players really, really early. And I think that's the benefit of a manager coming in, the, you know, last season. He gets to see the players that are currently there. He gets to identify new ones he wants to bring in. He, he You know, he spoke about style of play and he, he was able to see if these players who were there last season, if they can actually play the style that he wants. And then, you know, if they weren't able to do it, he can move them on and he can bring new players in. So, you know, he's probably ahead of kind of Brendan Rodgers in terms of he was there last season. He gets to identify his players nice to know that he wants. And don't get me wrong, these conversations have been happening, you know, when the window was closed. You know, it's only that they're now being concluded during the window being open. But, you know, he's obviously looked at eight or nine players mm -hmm. that he wanted and he's managed to bring them in. Uh, okay, 01419511025. Let's do another call from Jamie, who's in Birmingham. How's it going, Jamie? Frustrating. Hi guys, how you doing? Good. What's frustrating you? It's the talk of Joe Hart. Mm -hmm. um, I'm defending him because <clears throat> it's, I'm sick and tired of a lot of people saying we can get him replaced. And if you look at his credentials, two English leagues, two English cups, one FA Cup. He's been in European competitions, 16 clean sheets last year. Two Scottish Championships, one Scottish Cup, and two League Cups, and he's been in the World Cup twice. It writes itself. I feel like we've got Joe Hart's agent on the phone. What a CV that was. <laughs> uh, look, Jamie, here's the thing because I'm not disagreeing with you. What I wonder, though, is the relevance of Joe Hart's FA Cup wins and European Championship appearances. Can you see why some people would not consider that particularly relevant to current form? I'm not saying that that is valid, but I just wonder if if it's if it's as simple as that to say, well, here's what he did ten years ago, and therefore that's why he should be Celtic's number one keeper now. That's that can't be simple as that, is it? The fact that, like, look at Craig Gordon, look at Barkas, look at Sigurdsson, the now, and look at Bain. All these guys, no disrespect to them. They've not had the credentials that he's had, and I know that was ten years ago, to what he'd done. But he's still thirty-five. He's still got few amount of years left in his goalkeeping career. And you look at the likes of 
no putting out there. But you look at Ben Foster, who's doing what he's doing for Wrexham. I know it's a, a different style of league, but he's played until he's 41. He's come out of retirement. And Joe Hart is still at the peak of his career. I know he's made a couple of mistakes, but he can still do relevance for Celtic mm. in a European competition. Again, I feel like Jamie just makes a lot of good points. I'm just not sure that the relevance to the specific debate about Joe Hart right now, this season. Yeah, of course, other goalkeepers do perform well late on. And is he at the peak? Jamie says Joe Hart's still at the peak of his career. I just don't know if that bit would be true, would it? No, I, I disagree with that part of what Jamie's saying. I, I don't think you know Joe Hart himself will say that he's no, he's not at the peak of his game, um, but. What I think I do agree with Jamie is that he's still a very, very good goalkeeper and Absolutely, definitely yeah. good enough, you know, to to play for Celtic. You know, sometimes Jamie, I think when you're at a club of that size, you know, and like you said, you won, you won the treble domestically last season, and fans are looking in. There's always going to be someone that they think they can upgrade. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just, you know, how football goes. So it just so happens to be Joe Hart. It doesn't mean that you know Joe Hart's necessarily a bad goalkeeper or a bad player. It just means that out of all the positions, they're thinking, mm-hmm. well, we could upgrade that one. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I. I I wouldn't if I was manager there, as, as Simon said. All the things I think that he's office. as good as Celtic could get at the moment. Really. Yeah, I, I really, really do. Teams. And you know, and obviously, listen, Celtic fans watch them a lot more than I do. But at times, I have been and, and watched Celtic. You know, the command he does of the defence and keeps them switched on and all those sorts of things. You know, you really can't underestimate how important that yeah. is because sometimes, you know, when you are playing for Celtic, you might only have to defend mm-hmm. once or twice in the game, and he makes sure that those players are switched on in front of him. And when he does need to pull off big saves, he does that. You know, it's it's a lot easier being a goalkeeper for maybe a mid-table team when you're being tested. You know, every couple of minutes. Where for him, it might be one save in one, you know in the game. It might be one save in two games. And for me, he's came up trumps when he's needed to. And yes, he's made a couple of mistakes. But what goalkeepers don't? I think he is the best you know goalkeeper out there at this moment in time for Celtic. Do you think the number of clean sheets he made last season? How, how relevant do you think that is as a as a metric, Simon? It's more relevant than the, the, the other stuff. Mm. That, uh, do you, do you think it still is though? Um, I just wonder because Celtic are so far ahead of yeah. 10 teams and a good bit ahead of the other team as well based on last season <clears throat> so I mean it, it would take something spectacular for Celtic to drop out of the top one or two clean sheets in the league uh, but I suppose that is still, that to, is still yeah. a healthy number yeah, he still yeah. has to be there make the saves but he's got very good defenders in front of him you can only look back to last season and, and he was a, a success and, and as Mav says there and I said earlier on the show it's not just his goalkeeping it's his influence in that that back line you know and his influence in the team I think it was huge last year mm-hmm. I really do bringing his experience there so yeah he's got a fine CV from yesteryear which I don't think is relevant now but last year he's got the jersey mm. and for me he's, he's still the number one uh, one of the other callers of the Wolves game at the weekend he was called upon it late on in the game to make a save with his left hand that's exactly you know Celtic or Rangers there is a lot of period of time where you, you you're attacking, particularly domestically, and your concentration has to be there. And, you know, I think his experience is invaluable. Thank you very much to Jamie. It's that time of the night. I've been looking forward to this all week. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Every night brings its own intrigue because we have gone live with the streaming platforms this season and of course Monday it was well, it was, the, it was a first for everything how, how would it all go and then last night we saw Hugh Evans for the first time in his tuxedo <laughs> um, but lots of people have been asking me how is Marvin going to behave on Beat the Pundit <laughs> now that he's on camera because Simon is he not the most energetic Beat the Pundit contestant you've he's ever going, seen he's going to 
pretend he's calm and cool tonight I'm actually amazed, right, that you've managed to sit still for I'm, the, I'm for the first hour. I can see that. Look, I, he's got I his hands struggling. like folded in his lap. One thing I'm happy with, Gordon, is that the flip of the coin will be on camera uh-huh. because it was dubious last year at times. Let's just say <laughs> Except that. Except it wasn't. But anyway, <laughs> um, you're right. We will we will toss the coin for everyone to see, and it could be you who plays beat the pundit next. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Lanes close at seven, so be quick. Tackle the headlines. Ah, Marvin Bartley and Simon Donnelly are here on 0141951 or Twitter at Clyde SSB if you'd like to get in touch and please do they're both looking really nervous actually (laughs) (laughs) because it's quite a big hour coming up for them we're obviously about to kick off with Beat the Pundit and don't forget all this week a bit later on in this hour we're giving you the chance to win £250 cash but it relies on one of these two and we've had great fun with this over the last couple of nights. So all will be revealed. In terms of your football discussion, we were asking you Celtic fans, were you at the testimonial game last night? What did you make of it? What did you take away? Who did you like? What things worked that you think can be taken into the new season? All that sort of stuff. Rangers fans, Jose Cifuentes, by all accounts, in Glasgow. How excited are you for that? Should Sakala and Kamara be allowed to leave? Is that the right call? We'll keep you up to speed on who you're going to face in Europe in the next couple of weeks. Hibs fans, it's going to be a big night at Easter Road tomorrow. Marvin Bartley's very nervous <laughs> about that one, let me tell you. Uh, St Mirren, a bit of a movement there. I think it was always kind of happening. Trevor Carson was going to leave, he's gone to Dundee. Uh, and anything else that you think is out there, give us a call. But let's do this first, I'm excited about this. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Now, the reason I'm excited about this is because Marvin Bartley, quite frankly, is a disgrace <laughs> when it comes to Beat the Pundit, Simon Donnelly. Would you agree? It's a bit harsh. He just finds himself under a bit of pressure. So usually what he does, right, is he Sweating. stands up <laughs> and he leans over the desk. Because we used to stand, we had a high desk in the old shoot, and he leans over to make sure that I'm not doing him out with the, the coin toss. Yeah. Then when he wins, he gives it big licks. <laughs> he does give that a big he, lick, um, yeah. he, he abuses the contestant quite frankly he's not humble I'm out of practice though and when he loses which happens a lot <laughs> I usually get the blame some sort of question malfunction and I must admit the producers have had a couple in the last couple Shock. of nights so I'm going to get the blame let me double check that these are all good for you right, okay. I think we'll be fine I think we will <laughs> be fine it might not even be you it might be Simon Donnelly wait can I say something that Go just on. shows the difference between us two as human beings so you've lifted that up and the tiebreaker t- questions on the back. Now I'm trying to look and he's trying to cover it. Oh my God. A man of integrity. See? You're sitting here next week. And an absolute chance. I can't see him. That is the difference. He can't see it without his glasses. So he's he's absolutely fine. You're panicking though. I feel like all I did in the last couple of months was go on Instagram and see that you were away somewhere. So if any of these I, questions I remember, are about you know, what's happened over remember, the summer. I, I was one beat the pundit about this time last year and I had a nightmare because <laughs> it was exactly the same reason. He, ho- he holidays well, this yeah. man. Where have he you does. been? I've been eh, France, Switzerland. We road trip again. Same as last Lovely. year. Lovely. Beautiful. Uh, that's quite cultured, was, I think. Well, I think, sound, what, I, think, surprised. I think that's what <laughs> I think that's what raises you above your colleagues on here. Do you think Gordon Gale road trips in Switzerland for his not. holidays? Probably this not. is the man who doesn't go on holiday because he doesn't like them. I heard that. I heard <laughs> that actually. What a blanket some man. discussion. He is some man. But it does leave me with a huge disadvantage because I'm not quite up to speed yet. Mm, what did you holiday? I went to Portugal. 
So did I. Did you? Yeah, oh, yeah, I was there before you. Mm. Um, I cannot remember where we went. Only only six days, though. Well, I was there just that. You and Mark Wilson holidayed yes, together in Albufera, didn't you? I heard all about it. Oh, that's where I was. Days. It was really good, yes. Yeah. yeah. Is, it true, is it true that you were on the same flight to Portugal as Kieran Tierney? We were. And everyone was flocking to Mark Wilson and saying, you're the greatest Celtic fullback I've ever seen. <laughs> is that bit made up? That bit was made up, but we were on Yeah, we were on the flight. We never got the chance to, to speak to Kieran. Uh, I did hear. Anyway, oh, I bet he's disappointed. Yeah, I'm sure he is. <laughs> <laughs> let's play Beat the Pundit with James and Wisher. How's it going, James? Not bad, Gordon. How are you? Yeah, not bad. You ever played before? No, no, I've tried a couple of times, Brilliant. but first time I'll get through. I like that. Seems to be the way this season. Uh, James, I think I think you, there's a, you could take advantage of these two. I think they're more nervous because they're on camera. Is that the vibe you're getting? Ah, uh, and also they've been on hold. They hopefully they've missed a lot of uh, recent yeah. news. Hopefully. Uh, absolutely. Got your laptop open, James? Listen, you're allowed that. If, if James is quick enough to Google when there's 30 seconds on the <laughs> clock, I don't mind that. I believe in him. Let's do heads. It will be Simon. Tails, it will be Marvin. Okay. What is your problem? No, I'm just making sure that that's heads for Simon, tails for me. How good's that technique? Heads. <laughs> Come on, James! It's the road tripper <laughs> up against James oh, and Wisher. So oh dear. What, what we'll do <laughs> is we'll give, give, some music. give Simon some greatest hits radio to listen to, please, and we'll set James's clock up. So, James, 30 seconds, answer as many as you can, and pass if you don't know the answer. I'm going to steal Marvin Bartley's penny. Ready, James? Yep, I Good man, 30 seconds on the clock and your time starts now. Name any player who scored for Celtic in last night's testimonial. Kyogo. Who's the only Turkish international in the Rangers squad? Yomaz. Who did Motherwell's Theo Bear play for last season? Pass. Who are Scotland men's team's next opponents? England. Which Scottish side have been in the Championship for nine straight seasons? Kalitasso. How many different Scottish clubs has Trevor Carson signed for? Three. Who's got more Scotland caps, Aaron Hickey or Greg Taylor? I'm Hickey. Okay, let's bring Simon back. Simon, can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. Is there a reason? I mean, first of all, I was worried that you come into the show tonight with shorts and flip-flops on. You've now got them really rolled right up. <laughs> which is fine for the people at home who can't see it under the desk, but it's a bit off-putting for me. I'm, quite feeling, fine. I'm feeling the heat. That is more thigh than I ever needed yeah. to see on Beat the Pundit. Um, they're quite tough tonight as well, aren't they? Uh, okay, give us up. Time starts now. Name any player who scored for Celtic in last night's testimonial. Hatati. Who is the only Turkish international in the Rangers squad? Yilmaz. Who did Motherwell's Theo Bear play for last season? St. Johnson. Who are Scotland men's team's next opponent? Spain. Which Scottish side have been in the Championship for nine straight seasons? Pass. How many different Scottish clubs has Trevor Carson signed for? Three. Who's got more Scotland caps, Aaron Hickey or Greg Taylor? Hickey. What do you think, James? James, can you hear me? James, oh, he's not gone. <laughs> he's, he's not gone, is he? Can you hear me? Hear James, him. I think we've got him. Can you hear us, James? I, I can hear Good you. I think man. it's going to be tight. I think it'll be tight. Yeah, let's go through them. You, you're at an immediate disadvantage because Simon was at this game last night. Um, Hatati, Bernabe, or Turnbull, one nil. Simon Donnelly. Never got that. He didn't. The Rangers fan. Chances of Kyogo no scoring. Exactly. He's <laughs> sort of hedged his bets. James was watching. I don't know whatever is on on a. Tuesday night when Corin. we're in here Coronation Street uh, Who's the only Turkish international at Rangers? Yilmaz, you both got it Motherwell's new signing Theo Bear Played for St Johnston last season 3-1 Simon oh. Donnelly Scotland play 
No way Cyprus next ah, 8th of September uh, The 12th of September I feel for James He went England He's four days out Cyprus oh, Come on A half point for that surely <laughs> mm, I'm afraid not The Scot- I mean this is This is tough Which Scottish go? side Have been in the championship For nine straight seasons Morton It is Morton Knowledge It's your old pal Dougie Emery Remember yeah. he came on Beat the pundit yeah, last season Yeah he did and lost We'll try and top that <laughs> This season uh, Trevor Carson has signed four You both went three It's four Motherwell Dundee United St Mirren And today Dundee So he's not played yet So it's still 3-1 <coughs> To Simon uh, Aaron Hickey has got one more cap Well done James got it as well And it was not enough A 4-2 win For Simon oh, Donnelly Well done Simon Thank you James Hard Thank lines you. James Anyway it says James You're a big Rangers fan What are you, what are you thinking With what are we Three days to go To the new season Ah, I've watched the. I was actually at the Hamburg game as well. It's hard to tell. Need time to let the boys settle in. But the big Dutch boy looks a bit of a player. Looking forward to seeing Mary him. I think Lammer. pre-season is brutal as a as a fan. I've seen, seen it so. This time last season, we were getting calls from Rangers fans saying, oh, "Some brilliant performances and results." I'll tell you in there's pre-season. Been, yeah, there's been seasons where we've been rotten in pre-season and been brilliant during the season, mm-hmm. and then the flip as well. Don't I've only read too mm-hmm. much in there, yeah. but. I think definitely the players need a bit of time to, to gel. It's, but, but at the same token, it's it's hard to completely ignore. You've you've got uh, you just sitting watching the game. You, you get that gut reaction on who's going to be good and who's not. It is very difficult. Yeah, it is so tough. And I always say, you know, you know, sometimes teams train before you know matches because the managers don't really care about the matches. You know, it's about the minutes accumulated across the whole week. Right. So. You know, for example, I know some teams train, you know, before midweek games, for example, and fans will go and watch the game and be like, well, he looks tired. He doesn't look very good. Because he is. Yeah, yeah, he is tired. And and there's a reason behind that. So, listen, until the season starts, you can't really judge anybody. As James said there, you know, he put it perfectly. Sometimes you're fantastic in pre-season and awful when the league starts. And then the flip of that. The important thing is when the league starts on Saturday, that both teams or all teams are are ready Mm. for it. I mean, James, in terms of the, the discussions that are going around today... Jose Cifuentes in the country in Glasgow yeah. is that is that I one just, that excites you? I just seen it on one of the the Rangers pages on one of the social medias that that's a official just ready to be announced right now. So ah, he looks a decent player. I've only seen clips and stuff, but looks a big strong unit. Something we need in the middle of the park. So looking forward to seeing him as well. Yeah, I mean, it is major surgery middle to front, isn't it? Yeah, so time, massive changes. Time will tell how that that pans out, and it's not always easy to. Get everyone gelled together, but as Glasgow shows you, there's always a comparison. And Celtic did it, and Rangers will have done it in years gone by. I'm sure it's hard to do, but it can be done. It's massively difficult, um, and you know, Michael Beale, I'm sure, wanted all these players in right at the start for preseason. You know, all of a sudden you're bringing in players four days before the league campaign starts. Which isn't did some of it early though, didn't they? Yeah, he, he did. But I think you know, when you're bringing in that amount of players, you want it, you want it all done, and that's n- never going to be the way because you know you're buying from other clubs, uh, for example. So. Yes, it's going to be tough to, for them to gel, but you know they need to gel straight away. And you know whether you put three or four in, and then you know you try and add the rest as you go along. I don't see them, you know, having eight new you know players making their debuts come Saturday. But you know the gelling time will be here, as, as Simon spoke about earlier. That you know players need to hit the ground running. If not, you know fans are writing them off after three or four games, which is unfortunate. But it's just the nature of the game we're in. Thank you, James. And wish I no signed ball. I'm afraid on beat the pundit, but it was nice to chat to you. I just knew that. Hugh Evans would step up to the plate though He might have dressed smart last night But he was not thinking smart and he lost <laughs> Did he? Second night of the season, sign ball, out the office Away we go, dent in the budget already I'm raging Simon 1, I'll, I'll be honest You know, you guys are supposed to be a team Nah, not for that Nah, not for that Do you know what it is? 
Uh, uh, League table? No, 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 no. You are not a team. I think I know what it is. You are actually the polar opposite. I, mm-hmm. I've my favourite discovery of the day <laughs> is that you two are going to play against each other in the Masters in a couple of months. That's what it is. And That's I'm going to run straight into him. I cannot stress because, by the way, Clyde One Super Scoreboard is taking over the Masters. <laughs> Mark Wilson and Simon Donnelly are playing for Celtic. Kenny Miller is playing for Rangers, and Marvin Bartley is playing for. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to win it, Hibs. We are going to win it. We need to. Go, we need to go down there if we're live streaming the you've show. I mean, go. we. You've got to go. I wonder if I can wear a GoPro. See a different side to Simon. Going to smash him. Yeah, and Mark, and Kenny. Like hundred percent talk. It's tough talking, isn't it? I'll, I'll do my talk because like he's younger than everyone. I mean, you, Mel, you're giving I'm him. Giving a, him f- I'm not saying I'm gonna run past him. I'm just gonna kick them. What are you? Thirty. Thirty-seven. I'm giving him almost twelve years. Exactly. Twelve. Is that he's nearly this guy? <laughs> this guy's nearly fifty, <laughs> <laughs> and he's looking good for it. I he must is. admit. He's been on a lot of holidays though. And he's got another one to come, so I'm not sure what, what his fitness is going to be like. Every time I speak to Kenny Miller at the moment, he's been back in the gym. So yeah, I think that I think, I think that's maybe why. I'm going to have a, a mini preseason. So who else is in the Celtic team? Uh, Gary Hooper. Oh, he was not not long, long retired now. Yeah, so mm. he should be sharp. Mark Butchell who will be sharp. Uh, he looks Joel after himself. Medley. Chris oh, he'll Collins. be. Yep. I think we look good, uh, decent. Okay, who's in the Hibs team? Um, Colin Nish, Derek Ryden, Grant Holt. I've named those three because if that's I have a, a heart atta- attack, it's a, down to that's them. That's a lot of attacking options. Very immobile as well. That's a lot of attacking options. Ian Murray okay. will be rivaling me for cards. Uh, Dean Shields, Alan Combe. I think it's a Sinbin. Is it a Sinbin? I'll be in there a few times. <laughs> So when is this taking place? The 9th of September, I believe. Mm. Wonderful. I cannot wait for that. <laughs> be, Mark, you you played last year, didn't you? We played last year. And Mark played, I think, didn't I he? I think we came fourth out of four. Or third that's out of four. That's not bad. I think Mark, it was fourth. Mark did score last year. That's, did it? That's, Rangers, a, that's yeah. an affront. Yeah. He scored against Rangers. I don't know what he was doing that mm. far forward, but he scored against Rangers. Did anyone put any muscles last year? Oh, I bet, that, That's the fear. There was uh, who was the boy that was playing for Man U? Uh, Paboski. Yeah. Remember him? Yeah. He's older than me, but he, he was actually fit. He looked fit. Carol Paboski. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll get around to that in the next couple of months. <laughs> I thought we were about to speak to Scott and Falkirk, but he's gone. Scott, if you're still listening, give us a call. We're keen to hear what you had to say. Um, it is 2 1 to Genk. So that tie perhaps heading the way that people thought it would for. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think the fact that Servette are down to 10 men as well, Ginker at home, I think anybody looking in at that tie would have probably leaned towards uh, the Belgian side. Yeah, that, that's accurate, isn't it? Just having to edge it. Yeah, no, I, I, I thought so. And like you said, especially when the opposition was down to 10 men yeah. after it was at five minutes, Early it was always going to be an uphill task for them. So, yeah, Genk, it looks like it'll be Genk v Rangers. Yeah, let me just double check how long is left on that one. No, it was not, we're not too far into the second half, so there's still, there is still time. But Servette have been down to 10 men for quite some time. You just wonder if that will take its toll. Um, we'll see as the, the evening goes on. But do give us a call. Let us know what's on your mind, whether it is... You know, transfer related, the incoming Jose Cifuentes, Rangers fans, what are you making of that? The potential outgoings, Fashion Sakala, Glenn Kamara, Celtic fans, still looking for what you made of last night, who stood out for you, what things you think you can take into the new season. Was Is it safe to say, Simon, a real boost was actually just seeing Cameron Carter-Vickers' name on the I, team sheet? Yeah, I, th- I think uh, a lot of Celtic 
supporters would have been surprised as well. Uh, I think he's ahead of schedule in terms of being back around about the team. He looked, you know, he's, he's dominant self at times, you know. It, it, he's, he's been the mainstay of that back four. So, you know, you look at the other lads, I think it was Welsh and Skills at the, the Wolves game at the, the weekend there. We want to stick a claim, but there's there's no argument for you know the strongest pair, and I, I still think it's Carter Vickers and Starfield. You know, Navrotsky's came in, uh, seen a little bit of him last night, but I still think those two are the, the guys with the jersey that's centre of defense. that big boost. Yeah, definitely a big boost. Um, I think for everyone on the pitch and also for the fans, um, as Simon said, he, you know he's so so important um, to that Celtic backline and, and, and the Celtic team altogether. And we spoke earlier about, you know, Joe Hart and the influence that he has, but, you know, Carter Vickers being further up the pitch, the influence that he has, and he's just a Rolls Royce of a defender. Honestly, the amount of times it looks like he could be in a bit of trouble and he gets out of it. Um, and I agree with Simon. I think the pairing of him and Starfelt will one that will only get stronger. Um, you know, I think they've they've now got forming a relationship where they both know what each other are going to do. And it's that's important on the pitch as well, especially at centre-half. So, yeah, I think it's a massive boost for them. And, you know, you want to keep him fit. He's one of the star players. Uh, let us know what you've got for us out there on the calls. Please keep them flowing. We're here for, yeah, and I've got a long time yet for you to get them in here until 8 o'clock as normal uh, when the season is up and running. We enjoyed the one-hour version in the summer. But, of course, we are back with a bang uh, to give you the full two-hour version now. Before we go any further, I cannot wait for this. Your chance to win some cash. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Pipeline with Pipeline Energy Solutions. Right, all this week on Clyde One Super Scoreboard, and it's been a great success so far. We're teaming up with our mates at Pipeline Energy Solutions to play Pipe Lion. Do you get yeah, that? Yeah, That's yeah. not lost on you two either. Good. Yeah. Um, they are the people to get in touch with if you're looking for a vacuum excavator hire grab lorry hire that sort of thing and every night they're giving you the chance to win £250 cash all you need to do is play the game Pipeline if you've ever played or seen Would I Lie to You it's pretty much exactly like that one of the pundits is going to read out one truth and one lie about themselves all you need to do is come on and tell us which one is which and if you get it correct you win £250 courtesy of Pipeline Energy Solutions this has been so revealing in the last few nights. We learned on Monday that Kenny Miller was a champion bowler in his youth. I've been inundated with bowling clubs on Twitter ever since. Uh, and we found out last night that Mark Wilson is a not-so-successful seaman. He sunk his boat yeah. on Loch Lomond, which is not oh. the sea, but obviously I like that play on words. Um, moving swiftly on, he, he, uh, he sunk his boat. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. He had his, his papa and his dad in, in the back, and it started going down. And um, <laughs> doesn't surprise me. So tonight's pundit in the hot seat is Marvin Bartley. You look nervous about this, so in no particular order. Don't give it away. Give us your truth and your lie. Okay. In 2005, I think it was, I applied to go on Big Brother, which is a show back then. I think it's coming back now, isn't it? Actually, it's Big Brother. Back. Yeah, I'm interested because he's gone straight in with detail. He's given us the year. And did you get quite far? I'll tell you what, give us the other that fact. First. Uh, the other fact is before being a professional footballer, I used to fit double glazing. I mean, that's just perfectly believable. But, I mean, maybe that's the trick. Uh, you went straight in with the year on, on Big Brother. How, how far did you get in the interview process? Did you get quite far? Yeah, pretty far. Um, I think there was it was the face to face ones and then. What was the interview process? So first it was over the phone. So it would be a phone call. You'd call up and you'd leave your details and somebody would call you back. The second one, you would 
go and it'd be like a group setting and you would do some group tasks and then people get picked out and then the last one was literally in the room one one on one kind of like did um, you have to perform no did, or... no 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 just ask you questions about yourself and what you're going to bring to the house and how you would deal with certain situations I'll tell you like what would come up he's, he's, he's convincing pretty convincing because the other one I mean and were you what type of double glazing be the commercial properties domestic anything Any. but I could right. do anything. Right. Were you, were you good at it? Good yeah, at it? of course. Ever break any windows? Yeah, dropped a few. So you weren't that good at it? A few fell out. Okay, right. You've got, <laughs> you've got until the end of this break to tell us which is the truth and which is the lie. 01419511025. Lines close at the end of this break. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 01419511025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Marvin Bartley and Simon Donnelly are here. Still talking football as normal, getting your calls, getting your tweets, seeing what's on your mind about pre-season games and signings and the Premiership and lower league campaigns kicking off this weekend. Uh, so keep getting in touch on that front. If you're calling for the competition, thank you. But the lines are now closed. Let's play. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Pipelining with Pipeline Energy Solutions. I'm excited about this. All this week on Clyde One Super Scoreboard, we're teaming up with our mates at Pipeline Energy Solutions. We're giving you the chance to win £250 in cash every night by playing the game Pipe Lion. Earlier, uh, Marvin Bartley gave us one truth and one lie. And the challenge is for you, the listener, to come on and tell us which is which. If you get it right, the 250 quid is yours. Tonight we've got on the... By this was a very popular competition, let me tell you. So many people in touch. Uh, Andy in, is on the line. How's it going, Andy? Evening, Gordon. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad at all. Now, Marvin Bartley, give us, your, give us yours again. So it was... I applied to go on Big Brother in 2005. Who, uh, who won it that year? Anthony Hudson was his name. Mm. Oh, I remember Hutton. the Jordy guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He won it. That could have he been you it. in the hot tub that that season. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly. Can't on. swim, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and my second one was that I used to fit double glazing before becoming a professional footballer. Okay, which is just really believable. But uh, okay, <laughs> uh, Andy, which one is the truth and which one is the lie? Possibly he was a double glazing salesperson But I think if Big Marvin went along for a face-to-face edition for Big Brother He would have got owned so I think he's lying about that And has he got you? Are you lying about Big Brother? Yep, he's correct, I was ah, lying about Big Brother Devastated, well done Andy The £250 is yours Thanks to Pipeline oh, Energy Solutions And another chance to win Tomorrow night, I like that. So you've got a yeah, big tune. Very well is, done. Uh, I'm going to apply for the next that, one. That brings it back. Do you know what I loved from Andy there as well? He's even giving you a nice wee compliment. What a guy! He's saying, he just won 250 pounds. I hope he enjoys it as well. Spend it wisely, Thank Andy. You. Will you? Thanks very much. I will Good do. Man. Thanks very much. Cheers. Take care, mate. Do you know what's worrying about this, Simon? How good a liar is he? Very convincing. <laughs> very convincing. Do you know why? That's why I said at the start of the show, I'm happy to be back with my mate. <laughs> very, very good liar. <laughs> I think you've done yourself in there. You've shown yeah. the nation how good you are. That's a good thing. Very no, it's good. not. No? Does Ailey, Ailey watch this show? <laughs> She's watching a live stream now. <laughs> what was that? You said his feet, his feet never even blinked. I had all the stats as well, but yeah. I suppose mm-hmm. you could... Do you know what? I nearly gave it away. When phone. you said, when you was like, oh, like what was the kind of steps? I nearly said it was Zoom. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> not in 2005. <laughs> ah, good, oh, good, 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 good. I'm, I'm extremely, if, I'm very worried about how tomorrow night goes if Gordon DL's back. 
<laughs> I don't know if he knows what's true and what's a lie yeah. in his life, but he phoned in sick yesterday. I haven't heard from him since. I've had lots of tweets asking about his whereabouts, so I don't know. Could be because of the cameras. We'll if, well, I, th I think that is the uh, reason, but we'll see if he's back tomorrow. Um, we'll find out. His wardrobe, I heard that was tuning in yeah. last week and he was, he was a bit worried about it. Buy some new clothes. Yeah. He also was going to go for a sunbed, he said, before he came on. I don't know if that didn't go to plan. New wardrobe. Um, what you two should be very worried about, though, is this is Wednesday, that's why you're here. You've forgotten Wednesday's Gordon's bath night, where he oh, usually yeah. listens to the show whilst in yeah. the bath. Yeah. What if he's watching you two whilst he's in? Would you like to stare? At least we're not watching him. Would you like to stare into that camera and give him a personal, <laughs> personal Gordon, message? I hope you get better soon and you're enjoying your bubble bath. Disgusting. Big man. Disgusting. <laughs> there was no need for that last comment. 01419511025. There was an update, I think, to tell you. Oh no, it was that the score had stayed the same, I think, actually. Oh no, it's two all in the game. Wow. Tell you what, Servette are giving that a really good goal. They've been down to 10 men since the fifth minute. It's now oh. two all, so we're level on aggregate. And Rangers fans they still don't know who you're going to face next week. Game on. That is, yeah, I, I thought they would have been dead and buried, if I'm honest, after... But I went with ten men, but yeah. did the guy get sent off? The fifth minute, fifth I think minute. it was. That's, wow. That's They're hanging in there. They're hanging on. Hanging on in there. I suppose, look, I know there's a, there's a bit of time to go, but I suppose any extra stress would be good for Rangers. You want them to go to extra time or whatever? Yeah, of course. You want to as many minutes as they possibly kick can. Kick lumps out each other, is that the way it works? Yeah. Um, well, let's bring in Scott, who's a Rangers fan on the line. How's it going, Scott? I'm not bad. How are you doing? Not bad at all in here. Just getting over Marvin Bartley outing himself as a prolific liar. Um, what are you thinking about your team then? Couple of days to go. European stuff's up in the air. Transfers all happening. Um, I just want to firstly say that I, I would have got that um, just to say. But, um, <laughs> um, no, in, in, in the season regards to the, the European, um, I'm quite hoping actually can't get beat. To be honest, and go out because they were kind of saying a lot of stuff that they, they would beat Rangers before they've even. Um, of course, played us, and, and they're not by uh, Servette yet. So, and, and they're down to ten men. So, uh, I'm kind of rooting for Servette uh, in, in some aspects. Um, to be honest, the now, um, as I said, it's uh, is up there. Um, I can't wait for obviously Saturday um, to kick off at um, Kilmarnock. But the now, I think obviously we get our defender in. Um, I think we'll be in a stronger position. Can't wait for Golson to come back. Um, as long as I think we can get through the two Champions League qualifiers. Um, the first three Premiership games and get to the old fun uh, with nine points on the board. I, I think, to be honest, we're in a we're in a good position. But as I said, it's, it's all going to be about the the kick off at Saturday. To be honest, yeah, I wonder, Simon. You can all every team wants a good start. It's, it doesn't matter who you are. I just wonder, just with the, you know the psychological dynamic of what's going on here. Celtic are quite clearly the, the dominant domestic side mm. over the last. Two seasons. seasons yeah. um, does I don't know? Does that is the extra onus if that if there is such a thing go on Rangers to try and put those statements of intent out there early to try and stay level with Celtic or go into those games ahead? You know, does does the spotlight fall more on the chasing pack in those scenarios? I don't know if it necessarily falls on the chasing pack more. Uh, you know, the likes of Celtic are still going into the. The campaign defending that title and all the pressure that comes with it. Uh, I can see where Scott's talking there, you know, getting off to a good start. I think it would be a real shot in the arm for them, you know, to qualify for the Champions League. That goes without saying. Mm -hmm. They've got to negotiate two ties there. He's already thinking ahead to the, the first Celtic game, but I think both teams have to look to try and get out the traps uh, mm. reasonably quick. There's never any kind of 
formula you look back to Ange we just touched on sure, earlier yes, you know, a slow start yeah. slow start uh, and managed to turn it around you know once the players started getting up to speed three or four games in but it'll be interesting because like Celtic a couple of seasons ago Rangers have got a lot of new players mm-hmm. in so you know it, it it's interesting to see how long that will take to gel but as we say time and time again you don't get a lot of time mm-hmm. especially with the two qualifying uh, games you know taking up a lot of their attention so f- so early in the season just maybe from a belief perspective Marvin it, it takes Simon's point it feels like what Ange Postacoglu did in his first season at Celtic just bucked a lot of trends started slow and then went you know yeah. flying players did hit the ground running very quickly and so on but and I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves but for instance it feels like winning the League Cup it feels like that really helped Celtic in the yeah. first couple of seasons there because it gives you that you know you strike the first blow yeah can you win the first game again i know i know that it doesn't need to be the team that wins the first old firm game goes on and wins the league but just particularly rangers you're you are the chasing pack you're the one that's looking for that sign early sign that this season's going to be different yeah I, I think rangers need to need to win that they need to go ahead and one thing i would say about the biggest difference between the two clubs i believe I think if Celtic were to go behind in terms of points, whether it's three points, five points, whatever it might be, still within that football club and that dressing room, those players believe they can turn it around. I think if it goes the other way and Celtic are to go ahead and Rangers go behind, I think there's a feeling of here we go again. I think that's just a different mindset between the two clubs at this moment in time because Celtic have done it year after year. They've, you know, is it nine out of the last ten or whatever it is? You know, they're, they're, they're serial winners. They know what it takes. They believe in themselves. They believe they can do it. Whereas Rangers at this moment in time, you know, I don't think they can go behind psychologically. And then, although it will be four or five games into the season, I think it's a much, much bigger game for Rangers than it is Celtic. Mm, uh, so, Scott, I mean, you're pretty happy with the squad. The, the news today, Jose Cifuentes nearing completing that signing by all accounts. Are you happy with that one? Yeah, we need someone else in, um, 100%. And we're glad we've, um, we've got him. Um, as I said, the defence is the area that we're the area of focus. I don't really have any concern for the rest. Um, I, again, I think, as you said, um, we're talking the points there that the next, or the first old firm actually, is going to be the big, biggest talking point because if we can beat them um, at Ibrox, then I think we, we set the mark. Um, I think we can go on um, from there. As you said, you know, the other way about mindset, um, if we go behind, then we may be thinking <clears throat> what, what really could happen here because um, the last couple of years but I do think there's there's a difference because I said we've had this rebuild we've had all these new players come in and I think now though as well I don't think Bill, if, if, if things don't go the way they should and what we expect I don't think then Bill can turn around and say well do you know what I've not I've not got what I want or I've not got the squad that I want or I, I didn't get this I don't think there's any excuses because he's brought in his own squad now so it's really from there, I think, the, the kind of spotlight will be on Beal. Um, the, the players obviously, of course, didn't need to gel because they're new. But, um, yeah, the spotlight is going to be on Beal. But as long as we can get a good start, first three Premiership games, get on to the first old firm and win, I think, I think to be honest, for a season, we'll be fine. Mm, uh, Marvin, if and when, I think it looks like now, si Fuentes joins, what do you think Rangers' first choice, if there is such a thing, midfield looks like? Or I guess you'd need to go midfield forward, probably that full yeah, department. Yeah, I, I think it'll be, it's difficult to really say, Gordon. I think, you know, have a better understanding maybe, you know, in, in eight games' time because, as I said, players coming in so late in the window, it's very difficult to throw them in. I think Raskin's a shoe in to start, you know, somewhere within that. I think Cantwell's the same, um, you know, definitely going to start. And, 
you know, brought in Kieran obviously from from down at Norwich. He's been fantastic in pre-seasons by all accounts. So you know, he's gonna. It, it makes it it makes it difficult. You know, there's so many players that can play in those sorts of positions. You know, it's just the combinations that Bill does go with. But you know, we said it a lot. It's about players settling in. And do you go with some of the old guard and you know, in with the new, or do you just go complete with mm. new players? It's, it's a difficult one, if I'm honest. And that that's the difference, Simon. It's not doesn't have to be a good thing or a bad thing at this moment in time. It's just the reality. So for, for Celtic, you are you looking at any or, or many of those new signings at this point sort of going straight into the team or, or most of them with a view to what happens in the future for Saturday yeah I suppose generally speaking I don't think, I don't think uh, I was bold to say, I don't think there'll be any new any. players playing on mm. Saturday I think he'll go with the tried and tested if Carter Vickers has come through Starfield played the second half the other night uh, that could be the only one I think how did Narovsky look what did we see he of him minutes okay. wise he, again he looked okay he played the first half yeah. played with Carter Vickers which would help you know a wee bit of experience here beside him looked solid enough at times Celtic kind of invited a wee bit of unnecessary pressure on them but it was more like in a midfield Tomoki get caught a couple of times at right back in possession they were kind of creating their own problems a wee bit in the first half it looked it looked okay for 45 minutes it's hard to it's hard to give a a, a, a true assessment but I would be surprised if it's not a really familiar Celtic looking team at the weekend does the, pri- does the price tag the I don't know the, 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 the club I guess that he's come from Signings are not on paper, but you know if we look at it that way, is Narovsky the one that the, the favourite, if you like, to go and impact the the kind of strong starting yeah, I eleven? Think, soon? I think so. Like Sir Quan played, I thought he had a really difficult first twenty minutes. I felt for the, the young lad, you know, just his first couple of touches and passes weren't correct. There was a couple of grumbles for the, the Celtic uh, support, and I was just thinking, look, just calm, calm yourself down. Don't get over excited mm-hmm. here. If anything, he was maybe trying a wee bit too much to impress uh, I don't see him starting I thought Yang looked decent when he came on in the second half as we touched on like said Turnbull who's been round about the place he might have a he might be closer to the, the midfield mm-hmm. than, than some of them but this is why these guys have been brought in they have to go now and wrestle the jersey off these guys who have been so successful for the last two seasons but to go back to answer your question I, th- I think it'll be a very familiar mm-hmm. Celtic team I think Abada made a Kyogo up front uh, Riley Hattati mm-hmm. McGregor I'd be surprised if it's anything other than that Sounds like a nightmare that Just imagine it Your first couple of touches Your first couple of passes At the Masters In a couple of months <laughs> Grumbles <laughs> from the arena trying to, Listen I'm telling him To keep it simple But yeah Bartley you, you, Bartley laughing. Get yourself <laughs> off the pitch Please Where is it actually? Is it Brayhead or something? Brayhead, Brayhead. Brayhead. Oh, Superb Thanks to Scott and Falkirk That was a good call Scott It was nice to speak to you Hopefully we can do that again And we'll talk more football after these Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hear it Watch it Search the YouTube stream now Marvin Bartley and Simon Donnelly are here 01419511025 Still more football to talk This time of the year is, is great Look, I'm still catching up with the pundits I don't take, I don't talk to these idiots <laughs> during the summer uh, So it's good to k- find out what they've been up to And we said earlier in the show You actually had a couple of days I don't know, business slash pleasure With Mark Wilson it, it was business, And Al Bufera quite a lot of pleasure Now I've just, I've just had a, a message from him To say that you had an unfortunate um, <laughs> Shall we say Someone thought you were Someone else. Yeah, this has happened to me before, to be fair, but we were in a pub down the strip in Albufera. A lad was showing us the ropes and we had a few pina coladas and there's a guy there looking at me and I knew, you can tell when somebody recognises you. I've got the the hat on. And I'm thinking, right, obviously, 
a Celtic fan of some sort and he did a few beers in him plucking up the courage and he came over and he says aye it is you isn't it and I went how do you answer that who do you think it is and he says Stephen Hendry (laughs) (laughs) snooker player (laughs) so with a few localities in my team I've known Stephen Hendry so you can imagine go and lean over that table a minute (laughs) just to see but you can imagine these two falling off Willow's almost on the floor in hysterics <laughs> the guy then goes away and he's still looking over and he comes over about 10 minutes later and says so he's still adamant it's, even though I've told him it, he says what are you up to these days so I just turned to him and went ah, not much potting balls you <laughs> look nothing, do, do, nothing does he look like I don't know does no. he? It's, maybe, no. it's maybe the grey hair maybe Steve, it was the Steve drink that he was drinking oh I'm telling you. You shouldn't have gone out with a waistcoat and bow tie on, though. <laughs> You've been copying Hugh Keevans. Best part of that story is, like, the guy was showing them the ropes at the pub. Like, you need to be showing the ropes. Well, I heard they had some tour guides was, over there from what yeah, I heard. He was, yeah. he, was, he was shown as the strip. There oh. must be something about the... I don't know if it's something about the air over there, because I think I've told this before, but I will tell it again, because exactly there, exactly that same strip in yeah. Albufera... You got the same thing? Well, not me, but I was with Alex Ray. Right. right, we went over for the Scotland Gibraltar game. I've definitely told it before, but it's worth quickly. Probably the same guy. It might well be. <laughs> that game was in Faro. Uh, pouring rain, so we were just almost we were just observing. The Scotland fans were going daft, sliding down that strip on topless lilos, the puddles. Anyway, uh, so Alex has got his hood up, which is important detail. And the guy comes over and says, "Can I get a picture?" Um, and I said, well, "I'll take it. No one's going to want a picture of me, so I'll take the picture." So the guy stands next to Alex and does the. He's got the fist up. He's got the universal sign for I'm getting a picture boxer. taken with a boxer. boxer right. Thought he was Scott yeah. Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, why is this guy get his fist up next to Alex? Right? He thought he was Scott Harrison. So I don't know, yeah, something about the, the Albuquerque strip. Probably the same guy. Superb. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, let's get back to it. I know this is one close to Marvin's heart, and it, it is a big story for Scottish football, and it could be even bigger if it goes wrong. That's the reality of it, um, because Hibs are in action tomorrow, looking to overturn Marvin. 2-1 deficit against Andorran opposition in Interclub de Escaldes. Just how big a night is this at Easter Road? It's a massive night um, for the football club, I think, for Lee Johnson. Personally, and you know, his management career at Hibs, um, you know, they can't lose a game, Gordon. You know, I did watch the first leg and they were lucky to get away with a you know, 2-1 deficit, if I'm honest, um, you know, with Joe Newell scoring right at the end of the game. Hibs weren't at it at all. Um, you know, every time the Andorran team went forward, they looked like they could score. Um, they were well drilled. They were energetic. You know, everything that, that Hibs weren't on, on the day. Um, you know, he made a sub at half time. Levitt came off and Joe Newell went on, who subsequently got the goal mm-hmm. at the end. But tomorrow's a massive, massive night for them. And as I said earlier on, you know, if I'm playing against Hibs tomorrow, I'll be like, just turn the fans against them. I don't think it will take a lot. You know, the fans are angry at the first performance in the first leg but I think some of the you know interviews after as well you know they weren't best pleased with um, I think sometimes they just expected someone to hold their hands up and say listen we weren't good enough today and it won't be accepted I don't think they, they liked the kind of the route it went down but you know that's by the by if, if Hibs can get through mm. I think that's the important thing and that's what Lee Johnson will be telling his players Funny you say that because we're about to hear from him I was actually there today and the, the full tone was you know very much of I guess defiance, you know, and maybe a, a bit of surprise almost that there's been such a, in, in Lee Johnson's mind, an overreaction. It's a very different game and the pitch is much bigger and the conditions and all, all that sort of stuff. So he, he, I th- I'm sure everyone's seen it because it, not if you're a Hibs fan, but for everyone else it was quite funny. There was that video on social media 
and the Hibs fans are giving it a what for as the Hibs players are coming off. Have you seen it? Yeah. yeah. And the guy says boo, but with the swear word before yeah. it, which is just always funny, no mm -hmm. matter what team it is. Uh, so Lee Johnson, though, he was asked about it today, and he thinks the fans love them really, despite the the criticism they faced after the loss in Andorra. And he does think some of it was too personal. Fans have to be allowed to be fans, you know, to wear their heart on their sleeve. I think they love us really. <laughs> I really do. You know, I think that. Uh, and and the feeling's mutual, you know. Sometimes, in a big family, you have uh, you have those arguments and discussions. And in one sense, it was fair game. Sometimes it gets a little bit too personal. You may as well see me sort of asking a, a couple or an individual or two to calm down. And that was just based on the the the, the personal nature, if you like, of uh, a couple of the comments I heard. At the same time. I've just said in another interview, you don't normally do an interview at half time in games, and that's that's where we are. Um, so you know we're looking for a, a massive performance um, from our team and also the supporters. You know they want us to do well. We all want to progress into the next round, um, and part of our performance is the supporters as well, and uh, we certainly need them. Yeah. Um... <laughs> You know, obviously he says there about, you know, the, the hearts and the steel. I think sometimes that's what the fans want. You know, that's what they expect. And they didn't get that in in, in the first leg. Um, you know, some of it's a little bit confusing to me about, you know, getting interviewed at half time. You know, they've lost the first game and, you know, it, it's done all the time. You know, two-legged affairs aren't, you know, so, something new to us. It's not a surprise. Um, but I get Lee Johnson obviously trying to calm certain things down. And when things get personal from supporters, it's, it's not acceptable. Mm -hmm. I agree with him 100% on that. But sometimes it's just better to kind of keep your powder dry and, and just get off the pitch because, you know, especially after a performance like that. But, I, I you know, I, Lee Johnson's a, a really, really good manager. I've heard good things about him. Um, and, you know, I'm within no doubt that they'll turn that game around tomorrow, should they not. Some massive, massive questions we need answering. Well, that's the problem, isn't it, Simon? It might well be the case. No fuss. Hibs go 2 0 <laughs> up within the first 15 minutes. They add another couple in the second half. They go through uh, to face Stuart Gardens or Luzerne in the next round. And this is all forgotten about. It's that, it's that what if. Because this, we're only 90 minutes away and anything can happen. You're 90 minutes away from one of, one of the European disasters for yeah. Scottish clubs. And there have been a few. Just get the, the, the job done. Just get the job done tomorrow. It's as simple as that. You know, they, they came in for a hell of a lot of criticism over there. Probably rightly so. You know, you're looking at a team from Andorra shouldn't really be beating the likes of Hibs. But it happened and, you know, it's early in the season and you just have to go and get the job done. I remember when I was assistant manager at the party, we went up to Coulter in the cup and we, we drew on that day and we could quite easily have went out. They had a chance at the end. We get dogs abuse, but we won the, the mm. replay 3-0. So they just, these things happen in football. It's a test of character. Uh, you know, I've seen the videos last week. They did get a bit of criticism. Just go out and do the job tomorrow and get the, 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 the tie won. Do you think they will? You know, is it, all this fuss that's been made in between the two ties it can be valid, but can also, as Lee Johnson sort of hopes, it, it can it can be mostly washed away with a convincing win I guess will it, will it happen? I, I don't think this one will be washed away Gordon if I'm honest and I think you know when you listen to things that said after and you know obviously some of the things said today I don't think the Hibs fans will, will take kindly to that if, if I'm honest um, and that's that's a difficult thing yes you know Hibs want their team to win Lee Johnson wants the team to win the players want to win they, they have to go and do it you know tomorrow no question about it, they have to win it I'm, but I'm not sure 
you know, if Hibs were to lose, you know, their second league game, if this isn't brought back up again, you know, I don't think it'd be as quick as, okay, we've got through that, that's it, done. I think there's an expectance at that football club with the money that's been spent and, you know, what's been spent on wages. Um, and they just didn't get that last week. And then I said, I think the flip side of that, you know, some of the things that have been said after it um, have left a bad taste in some of the Hibs fans, you know, kind of mouth. But you change that by winning games of football. Is it Martin Boyle to the rescue? 10 months out, featured in a friendly at the weekend. Because of the circumstances, does it intensify the need maybe to get him a bit more game time and, and try and have him help out? Yeah, I expect him to be on the pitch at some point. I don't expect him to start. No. You know, no, it's far too long, you know, 10 months and, you know, to play 45 minutes. Yes, he's been training for for a while and he, and he feels great and he feels like he's ready to play. But obviously, you know, the medical staff and, and the manager will be the one to say, well, how much he can play. So I don't expect him to start after 45 minutes in 10 months, but... You know, what an ace in your packet is to have on the bench just in case things aren't going right, you know, to bring on for the last 20 minutes and inject that pace and get the fans off their mm -hmm. seat as well. You know, they'll be delighted to see him back. So, yeah, I expect Martin Ball to play at some point, but hopefully he's not needed in terms of coming on and turning the game tomorrow. Rangers fans, it is still 2 all, so you're going to have to wait even longer to find out where you're booking the flights for because Genk 2, Servette 2, despite Servette being down to 10 men, for 85 minutes now or more we're in the 92nd minute of that game and it is still poised uh, so something is going to have to give but not quite yet still a way to go uh, in that one and we are almost out of time that was that was another quick show thank you very much for joining us on the phones on Twitter I know you can now watch as well which is a great new novelty for everyone uh, like and subscribe Hugh Evans told us last night he's been getting down with the lingo he said, said like and subscribe <laughs> He said uh, on uh, on YouTube, you can watch us on Twitter, Facebook tomorrow. You can watch back as well if you want to do that. The podcast is still there in its usual place, wherever you get your podcasts, because uh, that's the thing. Nothing has to change. For those of you who still want to listen in the car or on the app or your smart device or whatever you can, there's just the added bonus of being able to see Marvin Bartley's greased up biceps <laughs> and Simon Donnelly's shorts and flip-flops combo. <laughs> Things you never thought you needed to see on a rainy Wednesday night. But we will be back tomorrow with Mark Wilson and, and uh, Touchwood. Gordon DL is over his mystery illness and joins us on screen for the first time. Uh, I look forward to that. And we're getting closer, aren't we? It's nearly back. It is nearly time to welcome back the league season. Cannot wait. We'll speak to you at six o'clock tomorrow. <laughs>